Hi guys, it's Renu Smith and this is the final whistle. To the final whistle brought to you by the Rugby Connection podcast. Well, we are back in the beautiful city of Trevis with one of the most exciting players in the URC. He tore it up at Sharks, he tore it up at the Cheetahs and he is just on top form over in Benetton. It's Reno Smith. Reno, thank you so much for coming on. How are you getting on? Mari, thank you very much. What a massive introduction. Suddenly I feel like the weight of the nation on my shoulders. No, just kidding. Thank you very much for the kind words. Yeah, getting on well, thank you. Just very warm recently yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. It's a bit warm. Not the nice warm that we all want, but mm. warm still the same. But thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I would like to say you've made history, but I would be lying to you because we have had a shark. We have had a, a Benetton player, but you are our first Benetton back, so there you go. Well, it's something. I'll take it. <laughs> it's all good. First question, we ask all our guests this, just to get the ball rolling a little bit. What actually got you into rugby in the first place? Hmm. I think um, if you're a boy growing up in South Africa, rugby feels like a, a no-brainer. It feels like it's, you look, it's going to get shoved down your throat one way or the other. But to be fair, um, I grew up in a house where my dad, although he didn't play um, rugby, um, he claims to have played one game of of rugby in the park with the boys, you know, just like on a field there amongst the slides and stuff. And that's his uh, rugby experience. And so, but he was a massive rugby fan. And um, I think just his passion for the game, his passion for all sports really, um, was my introduction. And just from there, it, it kind of grew into something more than just watching on TV, I guess. Fair enough. Love that. And I love your dad's claim to fame as well, that he played the one game in the <laughs> yeah. park with his wife. He's got, a, he's got a little scar on the inside of his thigh, actually, that he claims to have come from that very that specific rugby game. So, <laughs> I don't know how true it is, but, you know, the big man Fair says enough. it, it must be. That's uh, exactly. If dad says it's true, then it must be true. So, there you go. Um, now, uh, you play fullback predominantly. Have you always been a fullback or have you been in different yeah. positions in your career? Yeah, yeah. I, I think when I started playing positions, which in South Africa is around nine or ten, mm -hmm. I played fly-off that year. Okay. But yeah, it's about ten aside, so I don't know that it, it means much. Um, but then other than that, I've played fullback for 90% of the rugby matches I've played in my life. Um, so yeah, I, I would say um, oh, 90% percent might be overestimation. Like let's say 80%. And then I've played more um, at 10. I've played maybe 15% at 10. And then I've played 5% or so on the wing. So um, definitely consider myself a fullback, fly-off, winger, if okay. they need me. No, it's just, it leads into the next question. So we'll say you're fullback just because of the percentages that you gave me. Um, who in all of world rugby, both past and present, is your dream back three partner? So we've got you at fullback. Who's your wingers? Ooh, very, very difficult question. Uh, past or present, you said? You, you could do one of each if you want, or do both, both past, mm. both present, if you want. Okay, if, if I give you my ideal back three and like, um, let's say past my ideal past back three um, would be South Africa's 1995 fullbacks name was Andre Hubert 
good mm-hmm. big, good big left foot him um and then Christian Cullen just because I loved watching him play but probably throw him on the wing just because and then and then probably someone like yo John Alomo is hard to go past just he was everything is the like such a unique athlete um present yo um someone my age so it's kind of strange to oh yeah to to put him on a, a pedestal but he's a um we we have a bit of um history that we played together junior school junior rugby um mm-hmm. so cheslin i mean just a special player you can't i don't think there's much else needs to be said so cheslin and then i really like that fullback that plays for ireland yugo uh, keenan mm, nice yeah that's just good because he doesn't make mistakes ever ever feels like he's just like he's just like uh, super clean with it and then um yeah i i do quite um like the look of uh mark delia mm. he's he's just so quality so yeah let's say the three of them oh, I, I like that i'm going to give you credit though so i'm going to start you at fullback because you're <laughs> against i'm going to put Brian the banner on the wing oof and you know what? I'm going to take one of yours. I'm going to put Chess and Colby as well. There you go. There you go. There you go. I could easily sub myself out for... Do you know a guy called uh, Gio Aplon? Gio Aplon? I'm not entirely sure. You uh, I, know Gio, I know Gio Aplon, yeah. Yeah, he used to play with the white scrum cap. Genuinely, my hero growing up, I've had the privilege of meeting him, and I must say, as good of a person, maybe even a better person than he was a rugby player, and that's saying a lot because I thought he was pretty special, so... Yeah, yeah throw, him, throw him in there. As you're the guest, you can do however you want. Well, back four, we'll make it a back four then. Back four, a one-off charity event, sixteen aside, and Reno's got a back four instead of a back three. There we go. There you go. Sorted. Um, now you've played, and obviously in South Africa for the Sharks and the Cheetahs, and now you're over in Benetton in Italy. What's the biggest difference you've learned? playing in those two countries? Mm. I think, I don't think it's unfair to say that rugby is like a man, it's like a religion in South Africa. It's, mm-hmm. um, I think people will miss out on weddings and funerals to attend Springbok Test matches. So but rugby is, is, is proper, proper important to i don't know just everything obviously now history 95 world cup came at a good time for our country much needed we end up winning it so yeah just a lot but um and then when you come here then you you are, it dawns upon you pretty quickly that rugby is very much a, a wingman to much greater things greater sports here so i think that's the one major difference is that you're def- definitely a supporting act um, but also the way that the fans interact with the game itself. Um, I always explain this by saying, like, I, I think it has to do with, because they soccer fans primarily, mm-hmm. so rugby is typically watched in silence, not silence, not complete silence, but um, it's quite quiet. And then if something happens that's worth cheering for, there'll be a, a cheer, a momentary cheer, and then the volume will drop quite considerably. Whereas in South Africa, I think there's a bit more interaction, like, even just a good pass or there's a a clear understanding of the dynamics of of a rugby match. And so small moments are celebrated as well by the crowd. 
and the crowd understands that them cheering gets certain reactions are it's definitely more quiet on this side but you you grow used to it and um i quite enjoy it now to be fair so is what it is you like the quiet there you go there's nothing, nothing wrong with that <laughs> um what actually drew you to Benetton and obviously Tre- Trevis in Italy in the first place? Yeah, um, in 2017, my my then girlfriend and I, now wife, um, came here, came to Italy, first time abroad, really, for, for, for both of us. Um, mm-hmm. And we visited here, and actually, just before our flight back to South Africa, my wife said to me, we actually got engaged here on that trip. So mem- memorable place first and foremost. And she actually said to me, um, she wants she wants to live here one day. And um, I then broke the news to her, look, rugby is not really that big here, whatever. They only have two teams, so like competitions and stuff. And I would say costed the whole idea aside. But um, I would say I ran into... Um, difficulty uh, making the, the, the match day side when I was at the Sharks. I was surrounded by a bunch of really good rugby players um, and maybe the style that they wanted to play and the style that I play were not necessarily congruent always and so I didn't play as much as I would have liked at the Sharks. So I moved to to the Cheetahs obviously and then from there just being exposed to Pro pro 14 at the time was uh, what a privilege like just travelling up in uh, traveling north as opposed to super highway uh, um, down south was a eye-opening experience and like just experiencing those crowds in those um, stadiums and like it was, then it, it the thought came back to me thinking like I think I'm ready for a shift out of South Africa really that's what prompted it so then we started we um, threw the net out and fortunately um Unfortunately, the timing, obviously, with the Cheetahs getting kicked out, but then um, Benetton responded and, and we were very happy to, to make the shift when the, when the call came. That's fair enough. No, that's good. I was actually going to say, I, for, I keep forgetting that Cheetahs were part of the Pro 14 originally and yeah. then got chucked and now we've got even more South African... I don't know. It's a mess. It makes yeah. no sense. But exactly. Like in the Challenge Cup, the Cheetahs are invited but they have to play out of Italy or yeah. Amsterdam. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Whatever yeah, works. Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever floats the boats and adds in the ones and the zeros and makes the whole thing tally. But I will say, just because we have the platform, I do feel that the Cheetahs were hard done by and whoever made those decisions, whoever was the powers that be, the powers that were, I think they hurt a lot of people's careers and they were... They uprooted a lot of people's families that I don't think they were necessarily um, mindful of at the time. There were other agendas at play. Anyway, here we are. I'm really okay. glad that they are in Challenge Cup. So um, good on them. And they won the Curry Cup. So big ups cool. to the Cheetahs boys. Love that. You just mentioned the Curry Cup. It's obviously not as well documented over here. How, If you could describe how important the Curry Cup is, what would you say? Mm. I I think aside from schoolboy rugby in South Africa, the Curry Cup and the interest in Curry Cup and how 
you say it's not well documented or much broadcasted outside of South Africa, but how well broadcasted it is within South Africa. Mm. I think th- those are the two streams of um, that pumps blood into the, the rugby that you see at the top level. So Springboks, obviously, first and foremost, and then by extension of that, the four or five big, big rugby unions in South Africa. So I definitely think it's massive. Without Curry Cup, a bunch of people wouldn't become wouldn't have been Springboks. Without Curry Cup, during times like now with the Cheetahs boys, they only play, what, four games, five games in Challenge Cup. Without yeah. that, they play at least another 10, 12 games in Curry Cup. So without Curry Cup, man, more clubs are closing their doors. A lot of rugby talent goes to waste or um, not goes to waste, but boys will never play at a higher level. So I think immeasurably so for the South African rugby, from a South African rugby perspective, there's nothing bigger than Curry Cup, schoolboy rugby, and more in recent years, something called Varsity Cup. I'm not sure if you know, but um, <laughs> Varsity rugby in South Africa has grown unbelievably big now. A lot built on the NCAA kind of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like colleges and universities. Yeah. There's always like one or two games over in Scotland that are built as varsity matches, but yeah, it's like the first game of the year. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. It's almost yeah. like a no, it's almost like South, a friendly. In South Africa, massive. Every Monday night, it's you go there, and and every university has its own like atmosphere, its own like identity. Like mm. it's awesome. I I. I can, with honesty and with truth, say I would not be a professional rugby player today without Varsity Cup because I was kind of overlooked coming through school and that. And um, Varsity Cup gave me a second chance that I don't think many clubs would have given me with, without. So just playing on TV and that, the exposure was everything I, I needed. So, yeah. There you go. A lot. Could not agree, argue with you anymore or add any more to that because... I can just feel your passion. I love how passionate you are about it. So if you're happy, then I'm happy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Then now, really, Vossi Cup, um, Deitzer and all of the people that that uh, started that, just, yeah, I'm so, so grateful. There we go. Now, back to time in Benetton. You made history last year by being the first Italian team into a Challenge Cup semi-final. Won't go into the result, but... Um, What's the next step for Benetton? Yeah. Mm, I I think it's safe to say you enter a team into your sea, boys that become professional players all wake up with the same mission. You want to win as many rugby matches as possible. Mm. Um, and so we are part of your sea. We are part of the Challenge Cup for now. And we want to win both of those competitions. It will be an easier feet easier in the sense that you only really need to win five games and you could be champion champions of the, the challenge cup whereas mm. in urc it's a much longer drawn out process it's really a difficult competition varying weather and um, a bunch of international players like world-class competition really urc is so winning that you need to win at least 10 games to get a home quarterfinal then you need to win all of that and then so three more games. So you need to win at least, let's say, 13, 14 games to win that. So by that, I'm just trying to say, like, we are, we address both competitions. We uh, approach them with the 
purpose and the focus of, of winning them. Mm. But I do think something like getting to a semi last year gives you proof of concept in the sense that now you know it's possible and it becomes easier to for that idea and that reality to just set in. We are not training to come to take part. We are training to compete. We are training to win. So I think for Benetton, that's what's next. Just the consistency with how we approach games and consistency with how we perform um, in them. And then hopefully we can get us, give us a chance. Anything can happen in the final. Absolutely. Uh, and so then, yeah. No, I agree. I, I want Benetton to do well all the time, apart from when you play Edinburgh. But that's about it. That's it. You could do well the rest of the season. Apart from that, that's my only rule. Yeah, well, look, hey, Edinburgh flipping high-quality side. I always seem to miss the game in Edinburgh. So I've, I know I played in my first year at Benetton. I, I played there. But even during my Cheetahs year, our game got cancelled because of COVID. And then this year, I didn't make the trip because of an injury. So I always seem to, to miss the flight. So I, I, I'd hope to make the trip there this year. Um, quality side, beautiful city. Um, so, yeah, be, be nice to get back there. On What's the field next to called? Next to Mari Field? What's that field called? Oh, they've just changed the name. It's now called The Hive. Well, The Hive. It would be nice to get back to The Hive and see if we can do something, do something nice. And I need to see my Benetton boys. I need to see you and I need to see Seb in person. There you go. There you go. Shake hands, all the things. You can't have, have a beer or many beers or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> depends on, depends on your level. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> As, this is just a little bit of a fun one for you. Um, if there was, is there any team, sorry, that still in world rugby that you would be interested in playing for? Mm. Even though we, we know you love Benetton, but just type yes. it in. Strictly hypothetical. It would be nice to play for a team that's like got that dynasty type um, aura. So a team like Leinster, a team like the Crusaders, you know, mm -hmm. just to be a part of a setup like that where every weekend where you jog on the field or you're not only expected to win, but you don't look far and wide for solutions. You're just kind of like, yeah, what we have here is enough. And you just go and get the job done. Um, I think that would be... Um, I think it's special to be a part of a team like that, like go three years, four years without losing a game. Like I, I yeah. just, I wonder what that must, what that would feel like. Um, or if I had to say in a different competition, I would say maybe like Toulouse in, 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 in France, just because they just, they play the ball from everywhere, ball in hand, the fans love it. Um, my few games that I've now been exposed to French, uh, stadiums and French crowds and French fans. It just seems like it would be a, a, a memorable experience. So, if anything, maybe I would, yeah. But that's strictly hypothetical for yeah. now. Strictly hypothetical, yeah, of course. He's staying a Benetton if any officials are watching. He's, he's... Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it, yeah. Hello, <laughs> friends. Hello. Um, has Japan ever interested you? Because I know that a lot of South African players are starting to go across to Japan. You know, Japan for me, not so much. Um, it's, it would also be hard for me to get into Japan 
just because of because I'm kept um, from having played sevens for South Africa. So I I would have to compete against um, Damien McKenzie, Cheslin, like and and if any club has the choice, they're gonna go for 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 one of them. So it, it would be quite hard for me to get into Japan. Um, but I do know that, or I know a few boys that have played there and have a very good friend out there playing Sylvia Moza. And I mean, they love it. The guys that come from there love it, every minute of it. Um, but for me, I don't know. It's never really been on my my list. But hey, maybe if one day there's a call, who knows? There we go. No, that's fair. You did just mention your time with the Blitzbox. Now, for those that are watching and are unaware of you playing sevens, could you chuck some names that you played with on the seven circuit with for South Africa? I I didn't mean to to name drop it myself. I'm I'm sorry. It did sound like oh, you're the guest. Go for it. But but since I'm here now, as my well drop a few more. Um, no, I I played in 2018. Um, I was a part of the the academy setup for the for four months, and then I was kept with the the first team the senior team and then I was in the academy I guess the academy set up again for the next two months or so so I was only there for six months um hardest six months of my life by by a long shot it's not even close it was in, incredibly tough and um but at the end of the year we, we ended up winning world series so it was awesome um some of the boys that I played with I was very privileged to play with Cecil Africa probably Probably, if you look statistically, one of the probably the goat of South African sevens rugby, best I think the best we've ever had. Um, and then Siabella Sinatla, obviously, guy like that, try scoring machine. Phillips Neyman, the now coach, he was then, he was still a player. Um, yeah, and then some of the newer boys, uh, Selvin Davids was an academy player with me. Actually, Angelo Davids that's playing with the Stormers now, him. Um, so yeah, there was actually, there were actually a lot of boys there that. We kind of came through the academy into the um, senior team. At, at the same time, I was very lucky to be in in their team. And so we won back-to-back -back academy tournaments down in South America. And so it was easy for Coach Neil, Coach uh, Marius Kuman at the time, to consider us for, for to be capped. And so, yeah, yeah. Just grateful to have been surrounded by Roscoe Speckman, Frick. The, the list actually just goes on. It's unfair to start naming names. Just shown off now. Yeah, well, <laughs> it just explains it just explains why I didn't play so much because there was just quality wherever you looked. There wasn't any space. You're far too humble. We're gonna we're gonna have to sn snap you out of that. No, no, it's the truth. It's the truth. Honestly, it's, no, it's all good. Don't worry. So, just a, a final sevens question before we go on to something different. They've obviously changed the new setup for the World Series. Is there anywhere in the world where you think would be perfect to have a sevens tournament? Do you mean one where they don't currently have one? Yeah, yeah, one that's not currently on the map, yeah. Uh, I reckon... I know they used to have one in, in Japan, I think, and I reckon Japan, with how it's growing... I know we mm. had one in Hong Kong, um, yeah, but I I reckon Japan, or I would throw Fiji in there, um, just because of how the Fijians absolutely love it. Love they fly it. to wherever, like oh, uh, I played my debut tournament was Hong Kong, and the amount mm. of Fijians that were there, you would have sworn it was a home tournament. It was unbelievable. Uh, we end up playing them in the semi, and we lost by 
two points, a conversion from the corner, and uh, they end up winning the tournament. And just seeing how hard those guys went that weekend and just how those people, those crowd, the crowd loved and supported them was unreal. So, um, yeah, Fiji maybe. Final answer, Fiji. I'm like, no, I like that. Nobody's ever said Fiji. Every time we've asked that, it's never came it? up. It's usually yeah. like like Argentina or Chile to get like that South American feel, yeah. which I'm all for. But see, when you said Fiji, it was just like a light bulb went off in my head. I was just like, oh, that's what we need. In saying that, I played that, like I said, that academy tournament down in Chile and then in, in Uruguay, I think the other one was unbelievable. The weather was great. The people were awesome. It was the the location is unbelievable. Like we were at the beach. It was one of the one. It's one of my favorite um, rugby tours I've been on my my, my first uh, trip. So it's not a bad answer either. To be fair, there we go. We could choose both. You're our guest. It's all good. We can do both. <laughs> we could just branch out. It's easy. Yeah, we've already we've already changed a rugby team to sixteen players with a back four. We may as yeah. well do what we want now. If, May as well just change all the rules on this interview. Why not? <laughs> We're going to go into something a little bit different now. We're going to get to know Reno as a person. So, favorite film? Favorite film? Oh, it's a difficult question. I would have to break it down into genres, but my favorite film, I will say, is my first date with my wife. We watched a movie called About Time. It's a romantic comedy. It's actually a, a UK film, Unreal. So let's stick with that for now. Call that one. It's fair. It's a good answer. If there was a film about Reno Smith, who would you oh. want to play Reno? <laughs> oh, do you know there's a guy in South Africa? I sadly I don't know his name, but he's, there's an actor that once when I saw him on a poster of one of the films he was in, I was mm. like. Jeepers, that guy looks exactly like me. So maybe I'll just go for him just solely based on, on the fact that we look vaguely familiar. Oh, vaguely so. Yeah. I don't know his name, though. And we're sorry we don't know his name, but I'm sure we look, you look exactly like Reno. So there we go. We'll take it. Give him the job. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. It's not even... I, if you ask me the question again, I'll answer quicker just so that I'm really conveying my message here. Dogs. Okay. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. There we go. <laughs> Any specific breed of dog or just all dogs? My my wife's inside, hopefully asleep so that she can't hear. We currently have a beagle. And okay. I will say he's seven now and mm. it's great to have him now. But my answer is not beagle. <laughs> um, I think our next dog, I hope, will be a, a retriever. Um, mm. I'm not too bothered whether it's a lab or a, a golden retriever, but yeah, what, uh, a retriever, I hope. Your wife's just going to come around now. She is. I might <laughs> just feel something in the back of the head. Beagles are good, though. Anything, actually, beagle-sized and up is okay. Anything smaller than a beagle, no, it's not a dog. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, that's part of it. But just, man, it's, it's so hard to train him. Um, just with yeah. his nose, he's off on his own missions. But yeah. Dogs, um, retriever. There we go. If the small, if the dog is smaller than a rugby ball, it's not a dog. Hundred <laughs> percent. That they probably should be classified as something else. I reckon. Like a slipper. 
<laughs> you're gonna you're gonna make enemies for both of us here, yeah, man. That's all good. It's all good. We just roll with the punches. It's all good. So don't worry about it. No, favorite, favorite music genre or song? Oh, my favorite song right now. I think changed recently. And by recently, I mean like in the last two years or so. It's called, I guess that's why they call it the blues by Elton John. But okay. my my favorite genre of music is like singer-songwriter, acoustic type um, stuff. So my favorite artist is a guy called Ben Rector. All right. Uh, ben Rector, but yeah, my favorite song right now is, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Nice, I like that. Very different answer. I'm loving it. It's yeah. Quite, quite chilled, I like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, the loud in your face stuff. We actually have obviously Matteo Minozzi, the, the other mm. fullback in, in Benetton's group. Um, and when he's on the music in the gym, he just pumps Adele. I love it. The other boys can't deal. And our, um, our Irish conditioning coach, Jim Maloney, he hates every second of it. He's just like, you're killing the vibe. We need energy. And then Minozzi just, he just loves it. A little bit of Adele. Get the tears going. <laughs> Tears while well doing on the left. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any song that must be played right before kickoff? Like in the chain for, room? For me, yes. My my game day song is Viva La Vida by Coldplay. So oh, okay. Okay. That's, yeah. yeah, I like that. That's sort of good. I'm not yeah. a good Yeah, it's a it's look, it's just a banger. It's just yeah. it's not gonna change the world not one way or the other. But um, it's just a good a good one. When we play at home, especially, I don't have a... I'm not big on, like, routine and, and so mm-hmm. on. I'm, I'm pretty chilled. But when we play home and I climb in the car, plug, I put my phone... That's the first song I play. And I live, like, only five minutes from the stadium. So I only really have time for one song. So I play the long version, the eight minutes, and that that's takes fair. me all the way to, to Monigo and gets the job done. There we go. Sorry. I mean, Coldplay, Elton John... All the classics. Yeah, 100%. And Adele if Mateo's on the speaker. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's really all you need. To be fair, I will say that I'm a late adopter to Elton John. Like, he's also inter- my wife really introduced me fully um, to, to the, the world, that the hidden world that was Elton John to me. So, yeah, just he grew on me in a very short amount of time. And Coldplay in many ways as well. Probably last five to ten years, I... I Grew on me big time. So, happy thing. Your favorite away venue? Oof. So, so an easy one for me, actually. Um, Ulster. Mm. I don't know why that, that, uh, the energy in the crowd and when they sing their song, like, it's unbelievable. My first time there, I played with Ruan Pinar, and it was Ruan Pinar's first game back at Ulster against Ulster. And just the reception that he got was like, it gives me goosebumps every time I think about it. It's just, it's, you can just tell fans that love their club. And um, I think that's awesome. And I love how small it is. And it's just, yeah, top. Very difficult to play there. So it's not enjoyable to <laughs> go there and play against Ulster. But um, I, I uh, that or, or, Storm, or the Stormers, um, DHL Stadium, yeah. Okay. Good. Very. Different size stadiums as well, so I like that. Yeah, 
big. You've just had a big win. You and the boys are out celebrating. What are you drinking? What am I drinking, man? My wife recently got me on um, beer shandy. Yeah, yeah, beer with lemonade in it. Yeah. Wait, well, yeah, exactly. But I don't, I don't drink alcohol at all. Never have, never will. I don't think so. Um, so be non-alcoholic beer shandy. That's me. Fair enough. That's good. Yeah. Oh, in Italy, in Italy, they, you know, the spritz they drink that. Um, Orange or red drink. I'm also colorblind, so I can't even tell you what color it is. But in Italy, they drink that, yeah, um, Aperol spirits, and mm. there's a, a non-alcoholic version of that. And um, mm. we, we've we've grown quite fond of that as well. So, or either a gingerino or something, yeah, that's what they call it. Um, it's quite bitter, and then or or a, a, a non-alcoholic beer shandy. Fair enough. Any other soft drink that you quite like? Yes, I go through phases, you know. Funny enough, I quite like that iron brew that I... There we go. In, in Happy days. Um, uh, the former Edinburgh defence coach, our defence coach now, uh, Kitty Callum mm. yeah. McRae, he, he um, told me when I was visiting Scotland, he was like, try that, try the iron brew. Really enjoyed it. So, hey, maybe throw one of them in there. There we go. I'll bring an iron brew next. Yes, maybe. Uh, yes, it would be awesome. Big win out in Edinburgh. Straight no. after the game. Crack no. into a few iron <laughs> Not the win. Everything else is fine, but not the win. Uh, <laughs> Describe your best aspect of the game in one word. I don't understand the question. What What's my favourite aspect of rugby? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I worded that wrong. I'm, I apologise. No. Um, <laughs> It's going to be two words. Okay. <laughs> pressure, pressure moments. So it's not a specific thing, but a scrum on the five, two minutes left. Like, or if we think back to the drop goal, Munster had setting up phases against Leinster, multiple, multiple phases, and pass the ball back. The 10 has to kick, you kick to win it. It's a whole season on the line. Or Mani Lebok that kicked against Ulster in the semi final two years ago. Whatever it might be, but just a moment like that where there's everything on the line and then either the team has to stop it or individuals have to rely on all of their years of, of practicing the, those things and then you, you, get, you get the job done and or you don't and then you live with it. Yeah. So would you rather get or would you, sorry, would you rather score the winning try or get the try-saving tackle that wins you the game? Either way, you're, either way you're winning it's a difficult one <laughs> probably just because I'm an unlikely uh, hero in terms of like defensively like you, I don't imagine many people see me as a stop a, a try kind of defender so maybe just that just for the sake of being an unlikely hero yeah. Fair enough. so oh, defensive, yeah. defensive tackle yeah. Yeah, I, like, I like that Bobby's away from rugby um, hobbies away from rugby. Mm -hmm. I grew up in quite a musical family, so okay. for me, I've been I learned to play the guitar. Still a little bit later in life, when I was eighteen years old or so, but I really do enjoy my music. Uh, when I turned thirty earlier this year, my wife actually bought me a piano, and so I started mm -hmm. learning to play the piano with not not with much success, 
is much harder than I thought it would be, but it's called a derby. Um, and then I, I really do enjoy playing some golf. I'm not very good at golf, um, but I do enjoy getting out and the challenge that is, uh, my swing is a challenge in and of itself, just all of the variables that happens when I swing the club. But I really do enjoy just being out with, with some guys or with the guys. And then, yeah, I, I probably, um, that's that's me really. I don't, I'm not very interesting. Uh, if I'm off, I'll just take my wife for coffee in town and just like, that's my idea of fun. So, are you bed romantic? Like, I don't, I don't know that I'm rom romantic, <laughs> but I'm just, yeah, I'm satisfied with just like company and chatting yeah. and something to, to, to drink or to listen to good music and just, uh, yeah. Nothing wrong, Nothing wrong with that at all. This one might get you into trouble, depending on who's listening. Ooh. Would you rather go for a braai or go and sit and have pasta? No, for a braai, without a doubt. I don't <laughs> even care if all of Italy is listening. Without a doubt, barbecue, some lamb chops with a fat on it. Oh, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. You don't even think about it. You just straight in. It's again like the cats and dogs question for me. There are certain things in life, man. Yeah, just undeniable. That's fair. Your dream holiday destination. This one has become harder and harder for me to answer as I've been privileged to see a few more places in the world. Okay. It could be somewhere you've been, if you're all yeah. in Yeah, but that's the problem. I've been to a few places now that you know, the bucket list has it's exploded. Um, <laughs> I would say, while I'm not living in South Africa, there's a place in Neisner, close to the close to Cape Town in the Western Cape. It's on the garden route of South Africa. Place mm -hmm. called Leisure Isle. Um, most unbelievable holiday my wife and I have ever had. So, um, most chilled place, little island with only a certain amount of houses on, and there's mm -hmm. a lagoon all around. Love it there. Um, might be my favorite place in the world. Um, or second to that, maybe right now the highest thing on the bucket list is to go to Australia and New Zealand. Um, yeah. So I, I would say for now that that's the thing that has to be ticked. That's the box that needs to be ticked. I like that. I like that variety as well. Right. That's right. Final question for you today, Reno. One thing you'd like to be remembered for. One thing. I think that um, the path that I walked from where I started to where I am now was not... It's not this. Look, everyone's path is different, but um, in South Africa, typical. There's kind of like a typical recipe of how you go from young boy. You play first uh, first fifteen for two years. You play in your provincial side. You there's like there's a normally like a little perfect recipe. My career is nothing like that recipe, and I hope that people remember that. I hope that people that play in the fourth side and the 14 at the school realize they can make it to 
play for the first side, like, or, and then someone that lived, grew up in the street where I grew up, that they think if he made it, I, I can make it. I can do whatever I set my mind to. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that I've given people hope, no matter that where they come from, that they can go on to, to do some awesome things, see some awesome places and meet really cool people. I absolutely love that. And there is no better way to round up there because we can't top it. You're just, you're so passionate and I could, I could feel how important these things are to you, which makes it even more important to me somehow. It feel it just you you have that energy and I'm loving it. So we'll round off there. Thank you so much for coming on. All the best for the upcoming season in the URC, apart from the two games, which you know. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, all the best. Hopefully, see you and you're not injured or COVID or whatever. Yeah. Time. Hopefully, we can see you in Edinburgh for a nice can of Iron Brew. I'll remember. Don't worry. And. Yeah, this has been the final whistle with Reynolds Smith. We'll see you next time.